You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of the HR Mavericks podcast. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Nicole Jones, who's an HR director at WebHelp. Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Garrett. Thank you for having me. We are so happy to have you on the show. I know you have been a member of the community, the HR Mavericks community for a while. You said you've kind of been a little bit in the background, but decided to to pitch your idea for a podcast episode and join us today. And we are just super excited to have you on. Is that all right? Pretty much right. I'm newer to the community, but have been sitting on the sidelines learning about HR Mavericks as I have other HR professionals and peers that have been a part of the organization much longer than I. Awesome. Well, we're super happy to have you be part of the community and to be on the podcast today. Before we jump into our topic, though, tell our listeners a little bit more about you and your background. I know you said you have 20 plus years of experience in HR across all different facets. Yes. So I've been in HR for approximately 20 years, actually a little bit over 20 years. I have had the opportunity to work for various companies in the retail space, medical device industry. And so in those roles, individual contributor as well as management uh, positions with global oversight from everything HR. So talent management, performance management, employee relations. I say I have a, a potpourri of it all. (laughs) That's awesome. And for anyone who's watching the video of this, looking in at Cole and hearing that she's been in the role for or in the space for 20 plus years, they're thinking, what, did you start when you were three? Like, you don't you don't seem like you could have 20 years of experience, but we are so happy that you're on the show today to share uh, some of that experience with us. So tell me first, before we jump into this, what initially led you into the field of HR? For me, originally when I went to college, I majored in political science, public administration, I planned on going to law school, but at the time didn't apply. Definitely got into HR, but it was the best accident ever. It kind of merged what I wanted to do in the legal space. Me also being a people person and being very analytical. And so I got the first opportunity in HR in the nonprofit sector and really just had to be a one-woman show as it relates to HR and compliance. And in that particular regard, was able to learn everything and get my hands dirty, so to speak, with everything within the HR field. I love it. We have a lot of solo HR, one-person shows running running everything that are, I know, part of the community and part of, you know, the audience listening to this podcast. So I think that resonates. So the next question I have for you then is, The flip side of that, what's kept you in the HR space for the last 20 years? What do you love about it? So for me, I kind of live by the adage or the phrase of if you love what you do, you really never work a day in your life. Uh, And so in that regard, I love what I do. I'm able to relate to all levels of people, whether or not they're hourly or executive uh, management. I feel like HR is a conduit between the company as well as the employee And so we should really be the conscious of the company that you're representing and whatever you do, it should be right. It could be, should be consistent. It should be fair. It should be, it should be compliant. And so in those regards, you're not always going to be on the side of the employee. You're not always going to be on the side of management, but you're always going to be on the side of what is right. 
Yeah, I love that. It's so true. And it's an impactful role for sure. That is that, like you said, that conduit between employees and the company. So great. Well, the topic today for our discussion is really around this idea of job hopping. It has to do with recruiting and hiring. It's something that's been prevalent in, you know, the news especially the last few years is, you know, so many people talk about the great resignation and so many people employees seeking out different jobs, right? And so to really start us off and make sure that we're on the same page, how would you define you know, the term job hopper or someone who's hopping between jobs? Okay. So for me, the term job hopping is having multiple jobs in a relatively short period of time. I would say it's generally viewed as holding a position for two years or less, but I'm going to also venture to say that those that have more of a traditional view and mindset would recommend that you stay in a job five years or more to not be considered a job hopper. As I would say our parents, our grandparents, and for some, even their great grandparents typically only had one job. They worked hard. They went to work every single day, never missed a beat. They stayed with the same employer for 20, 30, 40, 50 years until they retired. And, you know, to your point, Garrett, earlier you mentioned that with the onset of the pandemic, there was a great awakening related to how many looked at the work construct. And so it's not necessarily the same story of long tenure with the same company versus what we're seeing today, which is overall decreasing tenure between companies. Yeah, that makes total sense. And and just to be clear on it too, often job hopping is seen as a negative by employers going through the interview process. Is that right? Yes. And again, those with the more traditional mindset, they're going to say this particular person will not stay with the company. So that's why I'm not going to offer them the position. Um, and if you think about it, we really talk about el- will employment from the employer perspective, but it's also on the employer perspective, it's at will. So just as much as a company has the right to hire and fire, employees have the right to choose to go to a company and also choose to stay based off of their particular circumstances. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. So why would you recommend that a company not judge a book by its cover, so to speak, right? When, when it comes to interviewing people who have changed jobs more frequently than others? Okay, so I'll kind of back up and maybe give a little bit of a history lesson, so to speak. So, of course, if you're an HR aficionado, uh, you already know for the first time in history, there's five generations in the workplace. Uh, You have the traditionalists, the baby boomers, Gen X, and I'm Gen X, millennials, as well as Generation Z. And each generation absolutely has their own unique characteristic, preferred ways of communication, and its approach to working. And just because someone left a job doesn't mean it was a bad thing. Perhaps if the person leave because they were laid off, or maybe if you put those DNI glasses on, did they quit due to mental health, parental obligations, maybe taking care of an ill family member? They might have had a retaliation claim. And the list just goes on and on. So the other thing that I would also interject here is the quickest way to get a pay increase is to leave a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then research shows that by far women like myself, people of color, make less than their counterparts. So a hiring manager might look at a person's resume and they'll say and, you know, look at their application and think they're job hopping just because 
when in fact it could be to get more money. Um, And I always say at the end of the day, a company morale, their culture, how the employee has job satisfaction, that doesn't pay bills. And so finding a higher paying job could be the major factor in someone leaving companies frequently. Yeah. And I think that the point you make that I really like too, is with those five generations in the workplace, there's very different you know, ideas about this, this concept of job hopping, right? Like, like you mentioned previously, many of our parents, grandparents, great grandparents were the people who, you know, went to work for one company and stayed at that company until they retired and got the gold watch type of thing. Right. And newer generations, younger generations are different. And I think the key piece to this, you know, topic to me is there isn't a right way or a wrong way. Some people, you know, especially in those older generations are used to sticking through for a long time. Some are need some of those changes. Yes, you should be concerned if someone is is potentially hopping too much and don't really have a good reason. Maybe there's something with that employee, but more often than not, at least in my experience, I'm curious yours too, the people who are hopping every few years, right? Might be for one of those other reasons that you mentioned. It might be that they had some mental health challenges. Maybe they found a better paying job somewhere else or something with better benefits. As companies realize the importance of taking care of employees, sometimes they, you know, provide better benefits and can find, can find something better in their industry. So there's so many other reasons that, a, that someone might change a job other than just, they're not a good employee, right? Right. <laughs> Anything else you'd add to that? Absolutely. So I totally agree with all of that. I once had an individual tell me in a management capacity that they didn't hire unemployed people. And I said, that doesn't make sense at all, because at some point, everybody is unemployed, whether or not they're getting their first job or second job. And then if you're saying that you don't necessarily know what's the reason behind that unemployment. And so it could be that they left for parental obligations or something that would be covered under FMLA to take care of an ill family member or military leave. So if you go in with assumptions, you know, such as that, the same thing with all job hoppers are bad and we're not going to hire job hoppers, then you're limiting yourself. Yeah. And so just to build on that, why should every company be open to having some of those people who they might see as job hoppers? Why, why should they be open to interviewing and potentially hiring some of those people? Okay, so I'll add to that. And as I've been thinking about the topic, I've been thinking of a parallel. So I actually think of job hoppers. When I think of job hoppers, I actually reflect on the symbolism of grasshoppers. And I actually wore a grasshopper pendant today. And so if you think about grasshoppers, they actually convey abundance, achievement, courage, fearlessness, and so much more. So who wouldn't want those types of traits within their company, their workplace? Or if you tap into those characteristics, uh, they're great for critical uh, decision-making, effective team building, and that really harnesses on and hones in on the synergy of thinking, happiness, intuition, longevity, and those are all traits that grasshoppers are known for. So I would say don't miss out hop on the opportunity for tapping into this talent that's presented to you in the form of a job hopper. In the end, it could most definitely drive innovation because individuals that have hopped from job to job 
or my grasshoppers, as I like to call them, actually have seen the work environment in different places. And so that will be great for your innovation and your collaboration. And in that mindset, that will help hopefully generate profit for your company. Yeah, I love it. Great analogy. It's awesome. And I love the pendant also. For those of you who are just listening online, you have to watch the video to check it out. It's awesome. So what about those companies who say, okay, I, I get it. I get why I'd, I want, would want to consider someone like this. But at the same time, you know, as a company, we also want to reduce turnover for employees. So how do I know that if I hire someone like this, or how can I be confident that if I hire someone like this, that they're not just going to leave me in six months after I finish training them? What, what would you say to companies who are thinking something like that? So I think you take that chance on anyone because each situation, even if you hired someone that previously had worked 10 or 15 years at another company, it's going to be a unique situation when they become your employee. And so you take the chance on that. Life circumstances happen. So there could be an employee death. There could be somebody get sick. And not that we're wishing, wishing that on anyone. You kind of take that chance on anyone and not necessarily a job hopper. Uh, but in the instance, you know, where you're looking at it, to me, it's more about your environment and your culture. What is going to make people want to stay? How are you going to keep retention up? Is that through great engagement? Is it conveying that you have great advancement, promotional opportunities? Are you going to pour into employees? And then that's really what keeps people there. I, amen. I think that, you know, <laughs> truly great companies are super hard to build and hard to find for many employees. And so if you can focus on building a truly great company and culture that people want to work for, then you have a, a strategic advantage against many of your competitors and you're likely to keep employees there longer. Sometimes life circumstances will happen and, and they'll need to leave for whatever reason, but you give yourself the best chance of retaining your employees when you focus on just creating an excellent environment where people want to be and where they feel rewarded and valued, right? Most definitely. I always say you get more with honey. And I'm a, I'm a girl from the South, so I have lots of old phrases and things like that. So you're going to get more with honey. If you make it more attractive, employees will want to stay. They're going to encourage their friends to apply, their family members to apply. They're going to be passionate about the work they do. They're going to want to contribute and see the company grow because they're invested in it. On the other side, if they're not, they're going to be seeking other opportunities passively and sometimes even more actively if it's not the right environment for them. Yeah. Excellent points. I love those Southern phrases. Keep using them. They're great. So <laughs> next question I have for you then is how, how, what else can we do to change this narrative around job hoppers? I think, you know, you've taken a step today to be here on the podcast and, you know, elected to talk about this topic and partially in, in hopes to change this narrative for lots of companies to see what they're missing out on if they avoid some of these traditional job hoppers, if you will. What else can we do though, to, to really, you know, elevate the, uh, this narrative and help people understand that they need to consider people who may have a non-traditional employment background. Right. So I would say going back to grasshoppers, we all need to be like grasshoppers, be forward moving, forward thinking, also share with the masses 
that frequent job changes, once seen as a negative mark on resumes, actually are more common in today's market. We, we need to challenge the group think. So call it out if you feel like that's the reason someone's not being hired or promoted or whatever it is that is impacting, you know, their particular situation. Then most certainly also be an advocate to hire the best qualified candidate for the job. And if you take the leap of faith as a grasshopper might, it might be that grasshopper, that job hopper that you need on your team and they can come in and make great contributions. I love it. Amen. So this has been such a great conversation, Nicole. Are there any other tips that you have for HR leaders or companies as they consider, you know, hiring and interviewing people who traditionally have been job hoppers? I think, again, this promotes a great sense of diversity. So I would say overall, job hoppers are moving in and out of the job market and going to one company versus another company for a variety of reasons. Uh, and so if you want to basically increase your DE&I portfolio as it relates to recruitment, you definitely more, uh, most certainly need to consider job hoppers or grasshoppers, as I like to say. There we go. Get the grasshoppers. Awesome. Well, Nicole, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you joining today and sharing some of your insights with us. If there are listeners who want to get in contact with you, if they have follow-up questions on the topic or just want to learn more or connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? I'm active on LinkedIn. It's Nicole with the E, N-E-C-O-L-E Jones. So feel free to connect with me, send me a message, and I'll try to answer many, many messages as I can. And I'll be more than happy to connect with you. Thank you so much. Nicole, we appreciate you joining today, sharing your insights with us, and also for your support of the HR Mavericks community. We hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you, Garrett. And I certainly appreciate the opportunity being here and helping to advocate for Mavericks and being a supporter of the organization. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.